This is Uncovering Sports. Welcome to Uncovering Sports. I am Cactus Hamilton Bear, joined as always, remotely this time, the cleaner, Brendan Coleman. <laughs> Where are you at now? Uh, I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Fair enough. I like my life. I, we've lived through a lot on this show. I, I don't want to risk it for that. So, I feel like we don't need to say much about this. Basketball players are still going on. We said we weren't going to say anything, so all I'll say is this. If you are a Raptors fan and you bought in, I, we, we, we tried to tell you. Yeah, you, you should not have your hopes up. Please, please stop. If you, if you do, you've done it to yourself at this point. Snap out of it. Yeah, we, we told you so. Let's move on, because otherwise we're going to get way too riled up about <laughs> the worst book sport on the planet. Let's talk about some other stuff that happened. It's been pretty slow uh, in terms of NFL offseason news. Baseball chugging along as always. I uh, had the, I would say, displeasure of catching a bit of the WWE Super Showdown live uh, from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. I caught a little bit also. <laughs> well, uh, what a mess that is. You didn't like that vintage Undertaker match? What vintage are we talking here? <laughs> Maybe expired? Is that the right one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone should toss both of them out because they are past their due date. <laughs> We're talking about Undertaker and Goldberg putting on what has to go down as a negative five-star classic. <laughs> Heard that Goldberg was concussed before the match even started. Which is a great, great way to kick things off. Yeah. He he likes to hype himself up in the back. <laughs> he doesn't get hyped. He stays hyped. He just doesn't actually remember it. Yeah, we tell him he was hyped. He he's kind of has to take our word for it. <laughs> yeah. He kind of like looks through us and sort of nods. <laughs> he doesn't look hyped at all, but trust me, he was hyped. <laughs> he was definitely hyped. <laughs> oh, what a god awful match! Why? What were they thinking? Putting two old dudes. No offense to either of them. Goldberg was big in WCW. I get that. There, and Undertaker is an absolute legend. But he's an absolute legend who's just tarnishing his legacy at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, this was literally twenty years too late. <laughs> yeah, this is like how everyone is like, oh, man, uh, you know, when Sting came back and they're like, I want Sting and Undertaker. No, you don't. It will just not live up to the hype because they're both really old now. Just play it in the video game because that's the best it's ever going to be. Yeah. And then in this case, you substitute Sting for Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so you you just substitute it for a wrestler with far less actual wrestling ability to begin with. Like, if you're going to have a match with an old dude, you have to put a young guy in there to make him look good, right? Right. Like, Tom Brady is surrounded by hot young receivers for a reason. They make Tom Brady look like a million bucks still. That's true, yeah. It was uh, not... Definitely, I think we can all agree, not the right call, but uh, financially, it was... 
it was uh, the right call, I suppose, because that, that's the problem with these overseas shows where they, they're really just, it, it's going to be low quality, but it's going to be nostalgic, I guess, is what they go for. They're nostalgia shows, for sure. And uh, WWE is somewhat unique in that regard in that they ha- they bring performers back for these kind of parades. The, the only thing I can think of that is sort of close is maybe Bellator sort of feasting on the UFC's like old and outdated talent. Yeah, or uh, Oscar De La Hoya, he had his one MMA show where he trotted out ancient Chuck Liddell, and that didn't go so oh, God, well. Yeah. Chuck Liddell still, like, I hear his name on match cards, I feel like, to this day, and I'm like, how? How are you doing this? Why are you doing this to yourself, Chuck? Let it go. Yeah, it got to the point where even the promoters forced him out, but here he he came back. I don't know how. Hopefully, never again. Uh, A real legend who, I mean, you talk about The Undertaker tarnishing his legacy. I don't know how much legacy Chuck has left after the last <laughs> few ventures. It's true. And I don't know. Like, of course, they're competitors. They're performers. They've honed their craft throughout their whole career. They still think they've got something left to give to the fans. And, like, I, I, I suppose I appreciate that sentiment. But don't you want to be remembered for, like, I don't know. Don't you want to be remembered as the guy that was on top and not the guy that couldn't even put a few punches together enough to even make it look real. Yeah. Well, I think sadly, uh, in some cases they are, uh, real people with real bills to pay, I think is what it boils it's, down to. It's true. That's what it's, this is the, this is the job they know. This is their profession. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, not a very well-paying job either. No, not at the stage that some of them find themselves yeah. out anymore. You know what I mean? We've talked uh, on this show before. I believe we had an episode about sports entertainers who who hung up the cleats, boots, whatever, early for one reason or another. I feel like we're trending down a, a path here of guys that maybe stuck around a little too long. And, uh, there's no shortage of them. Sadly, no shortage of them. I mean... Chuck Liddell, top of the list. I feel like if we're talking about UFC, we can throw Anderson Silva there really quick, especially when you talk about tarnishing a legacy, because that guy was the man in UFC. He was the UFC for a good many years. He was the main reason I watched UFC for a long time. I loved Anderson Silva. I was a a huge mark. Yeah, he he was the, the undisputed greatest of all time. When, when he was at his peak. And uh, they've really fed him to the wolves these last few years. And this is one of those situations where I'm not sure if it's the p- performer himself or if it's really bad decisions uh, as a part of the company as well. They're like, okay, we've built him up as the greatest of all time for so long. Now he's going to put people over. But it's like a like mid 2010s Chris Jericho who never won a match but they still say he was the first undisputed champion but if you have no legacy left at the time does a match over him matter not to insult Jericho either of course because he is the the best of all time but you know what I'm talking about there's a there's some periods in people's careers where and Anderson Silva's at this point he used to be the 
the man, undisputed, unbeaten, most title defenses in UFC history. But now, all he does is lose. So does a win over Anderson Silva mean that much? Yeah, it's it's pretty sad in his in his uh, situation. They they had him put over uh, Chris Weidman. I'm sure you remember that one well. I, it was a shocker. They had plans of a big trilogy, and then he suffers one of the more horrific injuries you'll ever see, which is not part of the show. I think no. if you've seen the injury, you know that. <laughs> Some people are like double jointed and can sell <laughs> things in really cool ways. You can't double joint your shit. No. And that's where it all went downhill from there. I don't know if they didn't trust him anymore, but or if he just wanted maybe to 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 pay it forward. I don't know, but he should stop. I mean, he just suffered another injury, a real injury, in his last uh, last performance. It's probably time to hang him up. It's it probably already has been that time. Uh, I mean, Anderson Silva's approaching the same place that I think the Undertaker and Goldberg are at in WWE, where it's kind of unsafe to put him into the octagon at this point. Like, for himself and for the safety of his opponent. Because if you are, if you mess something up in this sport, you're going to hurt somebody, for real. If you don't end up getting hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah. They, they work stiff over there. It's, you really got to be on top of your game. And you reach a certain point where you're just not capable of doing that anymore. And that's when if... If you're not yourself willing to say, okay, I'm done, I'm walking away, then Dana White or somebody needs to step in and say, you know what, I can't risk the rest of my performers. You you know, let's put you in the booth. Well, in his case, he's not going in the booth, but, <laughs> you know, let's find something else for you to do, Anderson. Yeah, but Dana's got this cartoon character, like dollar sign eyes. I don't, I'm not sure he's got it in him to say that to him. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I guess if he still thinks he's a draw at all, he'll just keep putting him out there. It's a shame, though, to watch a, a dude that had one of the most prolific careers of any fighter to be reduced to this. They're no strangers to Brazil, and he'll sell out any show in Brazil. To this day, he'll draw there, so mm-hmm. they'll keep using him. We'll stick around too long. I mean, if we're going off of greatest of all times, then may I present to you one of the greatest athletes in the history of any form of sports or entertainment or even performance art of any kind, be it film or theater, Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's a good one. You could also say he retired too soon uh, at some point in his career. He makes both lists. (laughs) (laughs) Probably the only guy with that distinction. Only guy to make both lists. Has to be. He retired several times, in fact. (laughs) He retired too early, he retired at the right moment, and then he retired too late. (laughs) And he also retired from baseball, right? (laughs) And he retired from baseball. (laughs) Which was the right time. Yes. He may have wanted to maybe never start baseball, but, you know, (laughs) once he starts something, it's too late. But Michael Jordan has, you know, one of the greatest career of any sports entertainers of all time, six championships, at a time where we weren't even complaining that all he did was win because it it was so awesome. It was so fun. He was the best. Yeah. Times were different back then, huh? So different. (laughs) The, The booking of late 80s, early 90s, even into mid to late 90s with Jordan, the booking then was... 
to be the man, you got to beat the man, yeah. right? Yeah. You have to go play Jordan, and you got to beat Jordan. To unlock Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, that first retirement might have been their way of dodging the heat that, they, that they're getting right now. It's, like, it's true. It was a good way to break it. it up for a little yeah. bit. And a good way to to build up some other real contenders, right? Okay, so in Jordan's absence, these guys are the best. Oh, wait, he's back. It, does he still have it? It worked as a good storyline, even if the whole baseball sideshow seemed a little too contrived to get rid of him for a bit. It still worked. But the third time is the time that we have in question and why he makes this list, I think. <laughs> yeah. Because he goes out as the greatest Chicago Bull of all time, the greatest basketball player of all time, the greatest athlete of the 20th century. And then he says, you know what? I'm bored. And also now I own and manage the Washington Wizards. I might as well just play for them also. They run this like ridiculous storyline where he's like the player manager thing. And so he has to come back. And guess what happens? He's old and he gets injured and he doesn't do very well. And it goes nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) He, he was really hoping for Space Jam 2 to come before 2019, I think. <laughs> he wanted this his sequel. Yep. Hopefully they give him a spot in it. I mean, he's got to show up, right? Like, well, okay. So here's my newest Space Jam 2 booking. Okay. Right? So the Monstars come back. They steal a bunch of powers from the best. LeBron's got to find, you know, his team to play with. You know, and Bill Murray was on MJ's team last time, right? And he was an old dude, but he really wanted to play. He gets Bugs and and Co. together, but, you know, he's not going to turn to any of the Warriors for help. Dude hates the Warriors. But there's an old basketball player sitting on the sideline who's still the greatest. And so MJ and LeBron on the same team. Ooh. Space Jam 2. MJ is. Do you think MJ is in the best shape of his life right now? I. I mean, I've seen him recently, and he looks like he's in the best shape of his life. And from all accounts, he's ready to make a comeback in space at any moment. Wow, it's crazy how these retired guys keep themselves in the best shape of their life. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think I mean, they'd want that while they're playing, but I guess. But you got even more time when you're not playing. To work out and get yourself in the best shape of your life. Sure. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Makes you know sense. who else is in the best shape of his life? Who? Brett Favre. Oh, yeah. He's well known as being in the best shape of his life whenever you're talking about him. He just constantly gets in better shape. Actually, he probably makes this list also. Oh, yeah. He, uh, boy, he hung around a long time. And he, I think uh, we have to put Brett Favre in the it's beginning to be unsafe that you're on the field. Yeah. By the end of that, oh my goodness. Yeah. Because the guy had a concussion or two in his career, but he was also known for being tough and taking hits, you know? Wearing jeans. <laughs> but when you want to book him as the tough guy that gets beat up, but he's also like over 40, that's not going to end well. Someone's going to get hurt. Yeah. You can't really uh, be too soft when you're trying to sell that storyline. Right. They're not going to gently set him on the ground, you know? You're going to get hit. You're going to get hit. And you know that he wanted to, too, because he's a performer. He worked stiff his whole career. He was like, no, 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 I can take it. Because he wants to believe he can take it. Knock me down. And 
then they give him a storyline where, hey, okay, you're going to make the playoffs, but then you're just going to get absolutely creamed. (laughs) Pretend like your offensive line isn't even out there. You're just going to get destroyed. And he's like, "Mm, okay, that sounds good. (laughs) That's pretty much how it went down. It was painful to watch that. (laughs) It was. I still, to this day, remember that game. It was not pretty. It was just... It was hard to watch. It looked like you were watching an old man be mugged on the street. (laughs) And no one did anything about it. (laughs) And no ever just sat by with their phones out and watched. (laughs) But he's in the best shape of his life. He definitely is. He could go today if he needed him to. Oh, yeah. Goff goes down, get him on the phone. Oh, yeah. Brady goes down, get him on the phone. Oh, man. If you want to talk about... The Patriot way. If you want a guy that fits the mold, Brett Favre. That's true. He's a scrappy one. <laughs> he is. He's scrappy. They like old quarterbacks there in it these days. He's a gym rat, obviously. He's in the best shape of his life. Absolutely best shape of his life. He's way tougher than Tom Brady. I'll tell you that much right now. How dare you? <sighs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> Roger Roger's not going to take well to speaking of the Golden Boy poorly. Yeah. There's got to be some other football players for this list. How about uh, how about uh, Tommy's old favorite target, Wes Welker? Oh, Dark Helmet. Dark Helmet. <laughs> As I like to call him. Yeah, that is a good one. I mean, when you have to have a special helmet that allows you to not <laughs> die and play, then... You're probably sticking around a little past your prime. You might be watching Boston <laughs> Legal. <laughs> when Wells Walker was, he was a, a fun to watch. He was like the original scrappy gym rat to me. You know, like he's the little white dude that's running the slot routes for Tom Brady. He like made the mold for Julian Edelman and... Everyone, every other little white slot receiver that came after him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But he held on too long. Held on too long. Looked very silly doing the last few things of his career. <laughs> Do you remember that he was a Ram at one point? What? After the Broncos. Yeah, that's how long he held on. I... Thought he retired after the... Pro- I don't even remember him. It was only for a season. Yeah, he played eight games. But Okay, so he didn't even finish a full... Probably got another concussion. Probably. Narrowly yeah. escaped death. He lives now in a bubble. <laughs> he just is permanently just has has the packing peanuts and like airbags <laughs> like around his head. A, a strong breeze could kill him. <laughs> He can't even drive because if he hits a speed bump, it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Wes. Was it during, it was like the Jeff Fisher and and, uh, the guy that has no knees days? Yeah, yeah, during those days. Oh, wow. Sorry, Wes, but like your final games made such a little impression on me, I don't even remember. That's how far you fall from being... Tom Brady's right-hand guy to, did you know he played for the Rams for a little bit? 
During the Dark Age of the Rams? I will say, uh, just quick correction, it was not the guy who had no knees. It was actually Big Dick Nick who he was catching passes from. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. Sam Bradford is who I was trying to think yes. of. I, I think we all knew that. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was following along with you. <laughs> but, wow, it was Big Dick Nick. Who, him and... Uh, you know, the guy that he, he bailed out on several occasions, Carson Wentz, they got, like, similar contracts. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, they that's both have crazy. one Super Bowl ring. They're equals. They, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fight it. What about... Um, all right, so these are all guys that lasted way too long past their prime, tarnished their legacy in one way or another. I would say. Yeah. But you can see the writing on the wall and go out right. You can be the undertaker and say, you know what? I'll put Brock over at WrestleMania and then I'm I'm out of here. I'm done. I've got nothing else to give. I won't put Roman over because <laughs> that spear looks silly. Some say he's still bouncing off the ropes. I'm just done. And everyone's going to remember me as the greatest. Right? You can do that if you want to. Yeah, you can. Few do it, but it is possible. But it is possible. And I, I'm thinking of one guy who's your guy. Oh, he's my that, guy. He timed it perfectly. Timed it perfectly. How much better can you go out than winning Super Bowl 50? That's a big, that's a big number. And then saying that's my last game. It doesn't get any bigger than that. Peyton Manning, like in everything in life, he's one step ahead. He knew right when to call it quits. He's smarter than yeah. everyone else out there. Yeah, it's, you know, that's what he does. That's he's always he does. a step ahead in everything. And he was a step ahead of retirement. Because his last season was getting a little rough to watch at times. Oh, yeah. There was, there were some botches in there <laughs> that I'd rather not uh, replay in my head. Towards the end, you're like, okay, I know where we're going, so I'm and I'm excited to get there because the payoff is gonna be very fulfilling, right? Like he's gonna walk off into the sunset as the champion of Super Bowl Fifty, and it's gonna be great. But you kind of wish that it came a year earlier, even then. Thank God he didn't push it anywhere yeah. past yeah, what he did. Were, <laughs> I was afraid he was gonna go put Roman over. <laughs> exactly (laughs) yeah i thought he was gonna do the job uh, one more year but thank goodness they they realized that some legacies should not be tarnished some legacies should be remembered exactly the way that they were it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do about old tom when it's time oh he's not retiring he's not that's what he says he says he's not retiring ever that Feels like it's going to be a problem at some point. Can you but, have a legacy if if it never ends? Is that? <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's a great question. That's something to ponder. Do you have a legacy if it never ends? <laughs> That's it's deep. a question. It's a question we'll have to answer on another episode because while this one's over and we're ending it at just the right time, not too early, not too late, but we're coming out of retirement next week. For more Uncovering Sports. Deuces.